Yeah. <laughs> Another episode of Look at God podcast. Today we do not have Derek with us, man. Oh. And, uh, I, I <laughs> oh man. Uh, so we do have a, a guest host today, though. We do have Shay joining us, who is part of the team. She be more behind the scenes, man. Can you introduce yourself? Hey, everyone. I'm so excited to be on today. Um, like you said, um, I am part of the hashtag Look at God team. Um, you've never met or seen me before because I do all the behind the scenes. <laughs> uh, but filling in for Derek today, I hope that I, you know, do him justice by sitting in his seat. <laughs> and I'm excited to be here. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, man. So a little bit of background on the guest we have for today, though. I'm very excited for this Uh this power couple right here, man. Years now, you know, more than 10 years now since we, we graduated the same year from the same high school. Uh, these two they've been married for how long now? Five, five years, years, man. Five years, five wow. years, man. Well, so, a whole, whole five whole years, five years. A whole five years, <laughs> man. Can we please give a look at God? Welcome to Roscoe and Wanda Lynn. Yes. What's up? What's up? What's up? How y'all doing? Very good, man. Very good, good, brother. It's been so long since I seen you, man. It's been a minute, dog. It definitely has. It definitely has, man. I I, I told you I was going to do a testimony, but I was going to wait till we started. Um, Okay, okay. I remember when I was in college, this is my probably my second year in Oklahoma. And uh, they were in Tally at the time. You guys were in Tally High seat, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they were in Tally at the time, and I remember a friend gave me Roscoe's number, and he said, "Yo, Roscoe, like you know, he changed his life. He's saved now. You need to speak to Roscoe more. You need to have accountability from another man." And this is when I had first really like started to really question if I wanted a real relationship with God, or even if Christianity was real. I grew up in the church, but I never really, you know believed it for myself up to this point and uh i remember talking to roscoe we had a conversation it's probably the most transparent i've been as far as where i was at spiritually and man i remember he prayed with me and then he said yo you want to give your life to god right now and i was like let's do it and we prayed and i gave my life for the first time like legit for the real first time and I believe this is 2013, the end of 2013. So, yeah, man. Wow. I, my I don't even know if you remember that. He be like, I feel so bad. Man, but yeah, yeah. And then you sent me a song. It was by a dude. Oh, man, I can't remember that. It was Worship Till You Until You Pass Out. Oh, okay. Uncle Reese. Yeah. Uncle Reese, yeah. 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 This was 2013. That's, that's yeah, yeah. For 2013, I just got into it. Like I barely was just in the game. Oh, man, look at you. <laughs> you, <know>? <laughs> you <laughs> was already working. It was 2012 when I got in. Bro, dang. You was already making the soccer out here, boy. You move fast. <laughs> you move that's, fast. Uh, I'm curious. Hey, who who was the one that uh gave you my number? Concy. Hansi, I haven't even talked to that girl in so long. She was actually on the podcast not too long ago, man. You know, I still she's she good, bro. She... I was listening to that one. Oh man, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's 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 fine. Still talking to us, but uh, yeah. 
She actually was the one, man. I give her props. Man. You know, that's my sister. But, uh, yeah. So as we dive in, we dive in. We're gonna really want to hear about y'all. So uh, your personal testimonies. Uh, how did God bring you guys together, and where are you guys now? So, so we talking about personal testimonies as far as like us coming together, like as a couple or like individual, like yeah, individual, then together, and then now. Mm -hmm. oh, I can start. Yeah, go. Yeah, you. Yeah, you share your story. Okay, um, make it short. This yeah, is a, this is a podcast, not a movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll make it short. I'll wrap it up with um, my senior year when um, I think it was, I think it was around the time that I grew up Catholic. So being in the Catholic church, I always felt like I wanted an, a, I wanted to know the Jesus that we're reading about in the Bible, but then the church that I was going at was not, yeah, it was not it. So I went through this whole like, journey during senior year of just like feeling like there's more to life and there's more to my my even existence and um me and my best friend actually i don't know if you remember jennifer but me and my best friend we were going through the same thing during the same time so we both started started to do our own little quest of faith and we the, the catholic church calls it rebellion but i you know, left the Catholic church while still in my parents' home. So that's not actually, you know, praised on, but I left the Catholic church and I started going to this non-denominational church. And it was like right before we graduated. So once I graduate, graduated, we went to Tallahassee for college and it was like about like three weeks. I was living, you know, the college life doing the parties and all of that yeah so i'll say in senior year you also was trying to evangelize to me yes but i wasn't I so wasn't during that same it. time of my quest i was evangelizing to all my friends including him at the time he was just my friend so i was doing all that but then we went to college together and we're actually college roommates it was me and my best friend and sneed um, remember sneed yeah jeremiah Jeremiah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeremiah. We're all roommates, <laughs> and it was about three weeks in. Um, I kind of did my own little, you know, partying and stuff, but then it felt so empty there. Like, being at, like, those clubs felt like I was just literally there feeling like, yo, people are literally, like, just, I don't know. It just felt so weird being there. Um, after me, you know, deciding to devote my life to Christ. And and then it was about a month later, um, I went somewhere. I forgot what it was. It was like, like a crusade or yeah. something that was going on. And me and Jennifer went and we, it was just from that point on, we decided to start going to church. But during that, that crusade thing, I don't know what you call it, but it was um, something going on in like a backyard. And during that time, I, the person called me out out of everybody, called me out and told me things only God would know, literally. And at that moment, it was as if God was calling me back to him. Um, because when I did go to college, I kind of, you know, started going, you know. Um, but yeah, and then we started going to church. And that's when his story comes along. 
Yeah, so they started like going to church and all that stuff. They got an invite to this one particular church. Sorry, sorry, we didn't start going to church. It was your thing that happened first. Uh, well, you got the invite to go to a church. So, um, so my birthday is September twenty fourth. Um, September twenty fifth, me and Jeremiah went to a Kendrick Lamar concert. So, mm-hmm. you know, Kendrick was my favorite rapper at that time. He came to Tallahassee. We had to go. Um, September 26th, so that, that morning um, of, so that was, a, my birthday was on a Monday, the concert was on a Tuesday, we came back Wednesday morning, like early, early in the morning, and her and Jennifer were reading their Bibles, and so when we came into the house, um, you know, they started just talking to us like about God, and pretty much like to make a long story short, like that conversation kind of like jump-started um, like my faith, but like that night, Man, it was like crazy. Like God started doing like a work in my heart to this day. Like I can't even like put words to it, but like I felt like there was like this deep sense of like some type of presence in our in like in my bedroom. And like that junk shook me up, bro. Um, and it it was like it um it resulted to me like waking up the next morning, like, yo, like I need to like I need to do something different like about my life. And so, like, I deleted all my music off of my iPod, bro. I deleted it. Yeah, I know, bro. I deleted the Coles. I deleted, <laughs> deleted Hendrick. I deleted everybody, bro. Um, and uh, it's funny because a couple of years prior, my cousin found Jesus in, in, in prison. And when he got out, uh, one of the first things that he did was actually introduce me and my older brother to Lecrae. So I always had Lecrae's music in my iPod, but I never like I listened to it for like a hot week, yeah. and then Kendrick and then Kendrick drops something, and then I'm just like ah, right back. To <laughs> That's a little bit better. <laughs> and so, but once I delete everything, I'm like, well, I remember like this man was like a gospel rapper, so I started listening to his stuff. I'm like, man, I need to find more stuff. So that's when I got like put onto a whole bunch of other like Christian artists, and so on that Wednesday. Uh, Wanda and Jennifer got introduced to like a church or like got an invite. And when they're on their way out, I was like, yo, can I, can I tag along with y'all? So I ended up tagging along. We went to a Wednesday service. Long story short, bro, God like really, really like captured my heart. I mean, I was weeping and weeping and weeping for like hours, man, for like hours. Um, and um, yeah, that's pretty much like how I went to like, and so um, yeah, I mean, we started getting discipled. There's a dude there um, who started discipling us. And uh, I don't know, a couple months later, do you want to start talking about how we... <laughs> I mean, like, that's us, but then they also wanted to know, like, how we got together. How we got together. Mm-hmm. So it was March. <laughs> so because up to this point, you guys are still friends, right? Yeah, we're just friends. But like, honestly, we're more like in the household, we're like brothers and sisters. Like we couldn't stand each other. Well, I couldn't stand her. (laughs) I couldn't stand her. But she was like a sister to me, you know what I mean? So it's just like, I couldn't stand her. Like she was annoying and all that stuff. But then like very, very like slowly but surely, like God started like opening up my eyes to like some of the attributes, you know, in the house. Like she was cleaning and she was cooking. And that's so like, yeah, that sounds very sexist. Like she was clean and she was cooking, <laughs> like a woman's supposed to be. Nah, that's not what it was. But it was just like you know, I started seeing all these like character traits 
you know, you know, how, you know, how she was kind and like all these different things really started sticking out to me that like I used to overlook and stuff. And so like, I didn't say nothing. I kind of kept it on the hush hush because I didn't know like what was really going on. But then um, I got invited to a conference in, um, in Texas. And so when I went off to this conference, um, I think it was actually a couple of days before I went off to this conference. Mm -hmm. I mean, I had three consecutive dreams. Was it two or three? Oh, I don't know. It was three. I think it was like three. I think it was like three consecutive dreams back to back to back that kind of mirror each other. And it was all like me and Wanda being very like romantic, being very like like a couple. Like we seemed like we we're a couple. And it was like it was odd, but um like my heart started changing for her. And like I started like like I miss her. Like I'm in Texas and I'm like, I miss her. I mean, He's literally texting me in Texas. Like wow. and I'm like, yo, I thought I was the annoying little sister. What's going on? <laughs> but during that same time, the exact same what happened was when he came back from Texas, um, long story short, I was actually having the same type of dream around the same exact day. Like it was mm -hmm. like mine's happened on March 3rd, and I think yours was March 3rd or March something 4th. Like that. It was basically, and then in my dream, he was also like a romantic partner. Mm -hmm. And then I started to rekindle, which you guys don't know, but this was my sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, middle school crush. Oh. Always, you know. <laughs> you know how I do Jarvis. <laughs> <laughs> And we dated in high school for like a month because this guy broke up with me. But anyways, um, so the feelings like never, ever truly left. But I mm -hmm. think during that time, like when that dream did happen, it was like a rekindling and a reminder of like my true feelings for him. Because I felt like they were kind of pushed aside because mm -hmm. of you know, just, yeah, we're on two separate, you know, um, paths. But at the moment that we became on like the same path and we're literally like, running that same race like and i'm running he's running and we're looking and we're right next to each other i feel like that rekindled a lot of those emotions but it was like through both of us having those dreams that when he did come back from texas i kind of mentioned like you know i kind of hinted that i i think i like somebody mind you he was my roommate so we we're both like yeah i don't know why it's so weird but like I like this person and and then he said the same exact thing and then he was like i don't know why but i like this person and three weeks went by and we're both like probably thinking like oh wow like who like you know who is this person <laughs> and then eventually um after those three weeks he called me into yeah um, i pretty i pretty much just spilled the beans i'm just like yo like i feel this way and like it's gonna be really weird if you don't feel that same way back because we yeah. live together yeah. um but she felt the same way and from then on like we just kind of um remained friends until i moved out of the apartment mm -hmm. and then i actually be my girl and then a year after that that was august 20th mm -hmm. 2013. wait during our friendship though um we kind of did a lot of like like we weren't seeking each other after we told each other our feelings for each other we did not seek each other we literally kind of like we we're informed of our feelings and then we spent like five months just really seeking god because it's not something we wanted to play with you know what i mean mm -hmm. around that five months we're just seeking and, and praying and you know just really wanting to make sure that this is something that we're doing but it's not out of like you know right. and, 
Yeah. And so, oh. yeah. And then we ended up together um, dating August 20th, I think, 2013. Mm -hmm. And then we got married in 2014. Yeah, we married him August 20th. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got engaged uh, in 2014. The next year. 14, and, then and then we got, we got married, married in 2015. The following. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Sorry to make that. Sorry. Long. We're oh, kind of long. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. We were I didn't even know this. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I just popped up. I said, I said, man, they, they married? I didn't know y'all was together. And then I said, Facebook, yeah. I was married. I said, man, I, what did I miss? <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah. It happened yeah. really, really fast. And then we got pregnant four months after we got married. Well, dang, they ain't nice all that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying how fast our lives went. Like, literally. Yeah. Parents right after we got married, it was yeah. That's cool. Wow. I'm sorry. Look, there's hope. Oh man. Yeah. So you said what? You said there's hope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we reflect, man, and we thinking about marriage. We're gonna talk about marriage today. Yeah. This whole topic gonna be on marriage. Mm -hmm. So uh before we go into marriage, we're gonna start off with an icebreaker. I and bet. the icebreaker is Growing up, what married couple did you admire? Whether you uh, knew them or not, they can even be a celebrity couple. Like, what married couple did you admire? I want to go first, man. Okay. I, I thought about this when I wrote it. Uh -huh. uh, think, I already know. I feel like I know who you're going to say. <laughs> oh, I think everybody knows what I'm going to say. It's the only married couple like that been married probably most of my life. Uh, Will and Jada. Will and Jada. Uh, uh, I was yeah. All right. Oh, you didn't think I'm going to go with Will and Jada? No. Yeah, yeah. Before entanglements and everything, and I, was, <laughs> I, was, I was always like, that was like the couple. I because Will was like my role model as a kid, and then when yeah. he got with Jada Pinkett Smith, who was like, uh, she got a, had a career of her own. It just seemed like the power couple. Yeah. So you know, I was like, man, this is a couple to admire. Mm -hmm. You know, later on in life, all the kids and all the weird mm -hmm. stuff come out. But back then, it was just like, yo, that's the power couple. Like that's yeah. that's the couple that everybody aspires to be. All the other ones that I aspired to be, they they all divorced right now. Yeah, like uh, Russell Simmons and Kamora Lee mm -hmm. Simmons and all those other couples, but. Well, the data still, you know, they still fucking so rocking. It's still like missing everything. Mm. That's true. What about y'all? Mm. Uh, what about what about Shay? I think it's hard. That's a hard question. Unfortunately, I don't think that there's anyone like in real life that I would could could say that. Oh my gosh, this is like my ideal type of marriage. Like I am, you know, this is a beautiful relationship, you know, wife and husband. I would love to have a marriage like them. Um, I don't think that I have that. Maybe the closest persons that I would say is probably my grandparents. Hmm. My grandparents, um, because they, my grandmother was very sweet. She's probably one of the sweetest persons that I've, I've ever known. And my grandfather um, I never saw him, you know, take advantage of her kind of like docile sweetness. Um, they were married for like over 50 years. They, they like, you, you would come to their house and they just had a great relationship. They would sit down and laugh together. You know, they could make jokes together, um, go out together, really patient with each other. 
So that's probably the closest. Um, I mean, there are some things that I, I didn't like about their relationship, but it was very small, very small. So I think they were probably the closest that I would say, mm. I like how they had like a friendship in their yeah. marriage. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah. I got my second two. I wanted to share. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, they popped in my head. Uh, David yeah. and Pamela Mann. Oh, that's a good Ooh. one. That's David, a really good one, actually. David and Tamela Mann. Gospel oh, artist. Take me to the king. Oh yes, I yes, yes. I know. And, and then the dude with the what? Who? What was his name? Mr. Brown. Mr. Brown. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, they gotta, she usually plays this guy, which is weird. But yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> it is. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. They got a they got a really fun uh, relationship. Mm -hmm. You can tell, maybe. Well, I have two. I have one real and one like TV. Mine was was always um, the Cosby, you know. But that's that one. started watching Cosby Show yesterday. No, oh, they, they had to talk about it. <laughs> it was always them. Like it, it's just the way that like they just ran their family. It was just so inspiring. Like just even as a young kid, I used to want to be like their kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and then I think real life would be my best friend Jennifer. Her parents mm. were just such great examples of like like love and like serving each other and loving each other and yeah. just yeah they were literally my parents outside of my parents they mm -hmm. they did stuff for me that you know um blood wouldn't even do um and stuff so i think they really replicated that like true love true marriage kind of um thing and i look up to them yeah so it's yeah. Um, yeah, I got I got two as well. I mean, honestly, I could probably go down a little list, but um, <laughs> I mean, I, I I mean, I come from a dysfunctional home, so like it was only from the like it was only up um, from there. But <laughs> um, so I got a so the day after I got saved and I came to the Lord, I met this dude um, who became like my mentor, my role model. Um, it really took me in, and like I wasn't really like. Um, close like proximity and like I was you know I got to see his marriage I got to see the way that he treated his kids and like for me coming from a background where I didn't grow up with my dad um, like it was just to see a black man you know um, uh, raising his kids uh, his daughter and his son and loving his wife you know to the best of his abilities and stuff like that like that was very like inspiring and so um, that dude but then also like the Cosby Show as well, bro. Um, before all the, the scandals and and all that yeah. other stuff. But um, yeah, bro. I feel like they just had like they had fun like being together. Yeah. You know I mean? Like I mean, and obviously it's a TV show, and it's, you know it ain't real. But like you know, that's some of the stuff that you desire. Like man, when you when you when you um, you know, when you find your spouse, like you want to obviously like them and you want to like, you know, like being with them and stuff like that. And I feel like that was what was portrayed in, um, in the Cosby show and stuff. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that's real. Yeah. Philip and Vivian Banks, man. I want to add them. That to the was list too. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Which one, though? Which, which I'm Viv? Which, which I'm Viv, bro? <laughs> 
Yeah. 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 The second yeah. unveiled was like more of a mom. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She was like a mom figure. Yeah. But the first unveiled, she was a dancer, a professor. Like, right. it was everything. She did so everything. everything. Gotta get my dog dark skin up yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, did, did you watch the reunion, though? Yes, man. Yeah. I've seen it yet. You seen it already? I did, yeah. It's gonna make you. I ain't gonna lie. When the Uncle Phil part came on, boy, I almost, I almost dropped a tear myself. Man. <laughs> and then when uh, Will started talking to Dark Skin of Viv, when they like rekindled, they, mm-hmm. they, I said, "Oh man, this is so, so real." <laughs> like, wow, my whole childhood just came together. <laughs> for, real, for real, dog. For real. Yeah, Shay, we're gonna make you do some reading right sure. now as we dive in. Uh, can you read Ephesians five? 22 yep, yep. through 28. All right. Ephesians 5, 22 through 28. This is the New King James Version. And it says, wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is head of the wife, as also Christ is head of the church. And he is the savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands and everything. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word, that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. So fun, fun, fun fact, bro. Like this was the actual scripture that I was meditating on, like the day prior. Um, so the day before and the day of my wedding. So wow. I kept on, I kept on reading it. I kept on reading it. I kept on meditating on it. Um, you know, before I got married. Mm-hmm. Just saying, fun facts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I ain't gonna lie to you. I've never read like never read the verse in its fullness, like the chapter in its fullness until today when mm-hmm. I was trying to find like, cause I've always heard the verse, uh, husbands love your wives, like Christ loved the church. But instead of like reading everything in its fullness, it's like, oh wow, it's deeper than that. Yeah, It's mm-hmm. deeper than that, you know what I'm saying? And even like, you know, in today's culture, we taught like, oh, you know, women, women submit and that's like that's like that's an abomination like today's culture so when we look at this verse it just shows how important marriage was to god man which really shook me because i didn't know marriage was really like that big Mm -hmm. i just thought it was important for i guess for the individuals that are involved in the marriage but Mm -hmm. to see that it has an importance to god i was like man that's deep so why do you guys think marriage is so important to god question mark you know, man. Yeah, so it's interesting that you said like um like because like in I feel like in, in church culture, especially like black church culture, like that word submit, wife submit, like it's been like, it's been thrown around and like we've been trying to figure out man, what does it actually mean to submit? And it's almost like a taboo word, bro. If you say submit, yeah. like, you know, you finna get slapped or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying, right? It's a lot of attitude, like, or, you know, it's just because I feel like it's just been used, you know, improperly and even kind of like out of context a little bit. 
Um, but the interesting thing, man, is like, all right, so I'm about to go a little Bible geeky over here, bro. Um, but like what essentially like what, what Paul is doing, man, um, when he says like these things in Ephesians, bro, like he is essentially um, trying to create like a culture that is very um, countercultural to like that day and age. Because mm -hmm. like uh, in that particular culture, like um, uh, everything was just all like the whole idea of like marriage, um, like men would literally like suppress. It was like they were they were they were property. Like they weren't seen as like image barriers. They're like property. Um, and so like when Paul is like oh, saying these things, um, like he's saying husband like loves your love your wife and you know uh, wives submit. Um, this is something that's supposed to be very countercultural, but it all points to this, uh, beautiful union, like this, this union that's supposed to be, um, displayed to the world. But what this union is doing is that it's, it's displaying like the gospel, like it's displaying the gospel to like the world. Um, and so as the, the woman, like the woman is supposed to represent the bride of Christ and then the groom is supposed to represent Christ himself. And so as Christ loves the church and he covers the church and he, you know, he gives himself to the church, the, the, the church is, you know, to, to submit, mm -hmm. so, but, but like in submit in confidence that like the, the, the husband, you know, will cover, will protect, not rule over in a way that is like, mm -hmm. I'm not going to dignify you, but in a way mm -hmm. that's going to upbring you, it's going to uplift you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to honor you, mm -hmm. um, things in that, you know, in that particular nature. So like, this is totally like the, the, those particular people in that particular time, they would have been reading that. And like, it would have been very, it, they wouldn't have read it and been like, Oh, like, duh like it would have been like man like this is something that's totally countercultural this is this is different um this is a different way of 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 living um yeah so mm -hmm. to answer your question like it's very like uh it's it's important because like marriage in and of itself it brings glory like to god it it it, it highlights the gospel uh the union between um, man and, and, and Christ. So, um. mm -hmm. That's yeah. well, do you guys want to go? You want me to answer? <laughs> well, just to kind of go along the same, same lines with what you said. Um, I agree that, well, there's a lot of things that's kind of racing through my head, um, growing up. And that's probably part of the reason why I didn't find, or I couldn't find a couple that, um, I could say, oh my gosh, this is like a beautiful union that I would have liked to have personally. It's because they focus so much on the wide submit to your husband. Mm -hmm. So when they, when they read this text, it's almost like they forgot about everything else that was said. When right. this text was brought up, it was almost always in the context of the wife submitting to her husband. Mm -hmm. So with Mike, I'm Haitian. And in my culture, um, oh, everybody, okay. <laughs> so with us, you guys know, um, in a lot of the homes, the wife was always, um, like you said, in the kitchen, um, you know, cooking, cleaning, but it wasn't in a way where 
I appreciate what you're doing. It was more in a sense of this is what you need to do. This is your responsibility, your duty, your place in the kitchen, right? Mm -hmm. So that's a reason. That's why I I couldn't find, you know, even with my parents, I couldn't find a couple where it's like, oh my gosh, not only is she willing to submit in that area, but he's also willing to love her in her role, if that makes sense. Right, right. In the cooking, in the cleaning, and doing all those things that she loves to do, he's able to appreciate and honor her in what she's doing. Right. So I think that um, with that being said, a marriage um, is almost, like you said, the gospel, it's almost replicating that unconditional love of Christ. Exactly. It's choosing, at least to me, it's choosing every single day to say, I am willing to love this person in spite of their flaws, in spite Mm -hmm. of who they are, in spite of those negative attributes, just as Christ chose us and gives us unconditional love. Now I can do the same by, you know, showing that love to somebody else unconditionally in spite of what they've done or who they are. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really hard. It's really hard. I mean, it's a hard thing to do, but it's also really hard to find a couple that even halfway kind of does it right, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I think, like, I totally agree with you. I grew up Haitian, so that food better be on the table. By the right. time my father comes from work, and it's just like that, like, it seems as if, like, one person is always the one being served and being, you know, cared for mm-hmm. in a certain way while um, that love aspect, because when you think of love, there's such a weight to it that I feel like people undermine when they read that scripture of husbands love your wife and then wives submit to your husband. Like it's both very weighty and right. just like loving means dying to yourself, submitting also means dying to yourself. Just like right. love means carrying somebody else's, you know, like burdens or carrying somebody else's pains. Same thing with submitting. It's like they both are very like I feel like they both have um, like, for instance, in our relationship, um, the way that I feel like Rasha has I'm sorry, <laughs> Rasha has represented just the love is like when he comes home from from work, he's not like, where's my food? <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? He comes home and he's helping me with the kids. He's helping me get ready for dinner. He's helping me with whatever I need. And he's trying to relieve me of the stress of what I've been dealing with when it comes to, you know, our kids and stuff. So to me, mm-hmm. that's love because it's yeah. like you come home and you're willing to die to yourself, even though he comes home and he's also tired. But instead of wanting to be served, he's willing to serve us and serve our, you know, our family. So mm-hmm. I feel like there's so much of that like you said like they forget about that husbands love your wife they forget about that part but i do also think that like a few scriptures back it also does tell i don't know if i should you know but a a few scriptures back it does talk about you know the husband submitting to the wife it talks about that where like it's a submission and on all aspects and it's like the way that a man should love a wife the way that a woman should love you know women submit women respect, husbands submit, husbands love. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know. It's just so much to it that 
I feel like is undermined when it comes to representation. And mm -hmm. I feel like um, the best way for us to replicate Jesus and his love for the church is when we truly understand what that was even like, what that even means. You know what I mean? Like the context yeah. behind everything. But also like when we think of Jesus and his whole life, everything was sacrificial. Right. Everything yeah. was like dying to himself and and caring for, you know, just the least and um, doing things like dying for us, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? And all of that. So it's like, that's the way when you hear of the, you know, husband's love your wife, that's what you're, you know, you're reading. Like you're seeing that the way God, Jesus loved his church was in the, the examples he gave when we read um, everything he did in the Bible and everything like that and how he lived his life. So, yeah, I said a lot. Right? I didn't yeah. know. <laughs> like, cause, cause my mind is everywhere, right? So <laughs> what you said, I love that what you said that both of them have, you know, weight to it, mm -hmm. both the submission and the love. And I mm -hmm. think they both mean to serve. Mm -hmm. Usually they equate the submitting part to serve. And then the man is typically, you know, this kind of like authoritative image where he's yeah. not to serve, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Or to, to receive. Yeah. You know right. what's crazy? I just had an argument with my dad. Now that I'm thinking about it, it's the same verse. Mm -hmm. He was like, "Yeah, women supposed to submit to the man." Yeah. And I'm, I'm half African American, half Jamaican. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't grow up in a household with a woman. Like it was all about like basically. My dad, my mom ran my household. <laughs> my mom ran my household, and like you know. It will always require for him, you know, I always seen the sacrifices that he made for the relationship. And on her end, I think she would make any type of sacrifice for her kids. But as far as the marriage goes, it just didn't seem like a sacrificial like relationship for her. Mm -hmm. And it almost felt like, you know, it was almost a relationship that they were in out of force. And it wasn't mm -hmm. a love. It was like mm -hmm. more, we got kids already. It's, right. it's for these jokers. We done been together. <laughs> uh, let's just thug it out. Uh -huh. And I said, man, I would never ever get married if marriage is like this yeah. and like that's what it was but when you read this verse and you understand like how important marriage is it's like god loving the church it really shook me when i really like put it in perspective in my head when you think about how much god loved the church but he was willing to sacrifice his life mm -hmm. you know i think so much times we think of it as god loves me but are you willing to sacrifice your life for something? Right. You know what I'm saying? Are you willing to sacrifice something for us? And be real with you, a lot of times, no, you know, even for, for marriage, it's a sacrifice. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. something got to die. Something mm -hmm. has to die. You know, whether it's like certain pride, a certain elements to yourself, but it got to die. Even certain dreams that you may have, like right. you have to be willing to like kill those right. things right. for this relationship. Right. So, you know, it, it just really made me reflect on like the sacrifices that have to take place mm -hmm. for you to marry somebody. And I think, you know, at times it'd be like, yo, I want to hold on to this. Now I'm mm -hmm. saying like, I, I get married, but hey, this ain't going nowhere. Mm -hmm. But right. when it pertains marriage, you got to be willing to sacrifice all that. Right. Yeah. So, you know, that's what's crazy to me, man. Yeah. So. I, I feel like, I feel like that word, uh, submit, bro. So, like, I feel like 
it's it's just not being seen biblically. Like if we look at everywhere else within the Bible that talks about like submission, so like us, you know, submitting to Christ or like in, in the Old Testament, like when God calls Israel to submit to him, like it's it's that submission looks like freedom, not like bondage. You know what I mean? Right. And so like if if a married couple are in a relationship and the and the wife feels like she's being suppressed or mm-hmm. Um, there's like some sort of oppression there, something like that. Then obviously something ain't something ain't right. right. Something ain't right. The wife should be she be she should be feeling like like free. The mm-hmm. same way when we submit to Christ, like there's a freedom there. Like we, we there isn't like this like you know this bondage or this uh, sense of slavery. But like man, I've been I've been free. Like I feel good. Yeah. And like. So when it comes to like submission, like if your wife is feeling like, you know, caged or, you know, uh, feeling like, you know, oppressed and all that stuff, lesson and stuff mm-hmm. like that, belittled or like not heard or mm-hmm. irrelevant. And you know what I mean? Like just kind of seen more as like um, an object. Um then like yeah man that that word ain't you you're not taking it you're not seeing it biblically in light mm-hmm. of how submission is supposed to look like in a covenant relationship yeah um yeah i just wanted to answer that in there that's perfect man that's perfect oh man oh boy you know <laughs> you know when you look at time you be like man time is ticking uh but you got so much that you can go on about marriage uh-huh. and i don't want to end this you know what i'm saying i don't want to end this so i definitely we definitely got to do a follow-up you know what yeah. i'm saying we definitely got to do a follow-up but uh as we uh we get ready to close uh how can you i always tell my guests to do this how can where where's the gospel in this topic how can you now find the gospel which is the you know the man how things ought to be how things became the sacrifice that was given by God, like, and now the everlasting relationship we have, like, where's the gospel in this topic today? Mm. You want to go past it? You can go past it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I think we kind of alluded to it already, man. Like, when, when we talk about the gospel, man, we we talking about um, a message that 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 brings life. Um, it's, it's a message that gives life. It brings life. It's, it's, I mean, the gospel in and of itself is good news, mm-hmm. right? So when we enter into marriage, it should be a good thing. It shouldn't be something that is, um, it, it shouldn't be something that is, that is bad or, you know, uh, um, just kind of terrible in that sense. Like it should be a good thing. It should be, uh, it should be shaping to one another's life. Like the gospel shapes our lives, right? The more that we dive deeper into the gospel, the more that we see idols exposed, right? Mm-hmm. And like, bro, if we did have like another like 30 some odd minutes, mm-hmm. bro, we can talk about idols <laughs> get purged out in, in marriage, bro. Cause like you were talking about, man, there's certain things that you want to cling on to, certain things that you want to keep, but it's like, man, like in order for this relationship to thrive, I need to, I need to, I need to let that thing go. Mm-hmm. I need to let that thing go. And that can be like sins and that can be even things that are good things, but it's just not beneficial for the relationship. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's that aspect of like that, that sacrifice that uh, I need to, I need to let go of things, which the the gospel calls us to do. Like we need to let go of things. 
Um, there's also that outward display. So, I mean, within the God or within marriage in and of itself, um, with the union of just two different types of people coming together, um, becoming one, mm -hmm. like that's what the gospel message, like that's what it does, right? Mm -hmm. Paul talked about it in Ephesians. Like he talks about with, with Jews and Gentiles, how the power of the gospel unites them and no, they're no longer Jew or Gentile or slave or free or whatever. They mm -hmm. are, they're, they're now one under the banner of Christ, right? So, um, the same thing in marriage. It's not. It's not just. It's not. It's not just Wanda and and Rashto. It's it's the Joassins and like, you know, we we've 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 uh, formed this covenant and we're working together. And when the world sees that, when our kids see that, when you know the the people that we disciple and that we're around, when they like when they see that, they get these glimpses of how powerful like the gospel yeah. is, bro. Like, marriage is a very like. I mean, when you in it, bro, it, it really makes you like, you you really see like, man, like the gospel is so much bigger than what, you know, we've probably grown up learning, you know, about like, it's, 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 it's way more, it's way bigger. It's way yeah. bigger. And I think for myself, it's just uh, the biggest one is the um, sanctification part. Mm. Man, are we, mm. our marriage is, is that place where like, if I don't know, Jesus just has his way of really having us die to our pride and and create like just create this this you know how he he tells us that he is gonna perfect us and all of that like in marriage yeah. that thing happens like yeah like it's crazy <laughs> I can't yeah I'm just saying because I can just think of all the moments that he just used to just for me to die to myself, for him to die to himself, for, for us to like just continue to look like him. But it takes a lot of like, kind of like refinement, like a, a gold mm -hmm. going fire, like you're being refined right, in right. a way, but it hurts, it's painful. You want to give up sometimes. Like you don't, like there's times where you don't even want to be married, but then it's like, you see that like how fire burns and how all of that happens. That's what goes on in marriage because two people are, like having to deal with these things. Like you can't just go to sleep and like, you know, wake up and act like nothing ever happened. No, you're having to deal with everything. Um, so I think that sanctification is one of the biggest ways that the gospel is, you know, yeah. And, and I'll, I'll say one more thing. It says, my wife made me sound good on this podcast. I'm gonna go ahead and do it. <laughs> um, bruh, so I never realized how much like self-righteousness that I have. Um, and so like, bro, when you're confronted with the gospel, bro, like you're confronted with all your type, like all your sins. And so what God has been able to use within our marriage, um, is like, um, bro, my, my wife is good for, for, for calling out stuff in my life. Um, and I thought I was, I thought I was, I thought I was good, bro. Like Jarvis, bro. I thought I was good. Perfect, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and you know, you know, man, you're a good little Christian boy when you sing, <laughs> you know, and you live in, you got your own space. But when you move in and, you know, you're living together and after a while, like my wife did a really, really like the version that I am now versus what, eight years ago when I got saved, bruh, it's two different types of people, bruh. Wow. And like it, it really is like God working through her. Um that I mean, but like he worked through her 
And then like after I don't fight her about it and be like, no, nah, you wrong. Like, I'd be like, nah, she right, bro. Right. And I'm like, and I don't wanna be, I don't wanna be It's that but, accountability. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, she's definitely made me better. So it's like, um, yeah, I mean, that's just more of just like how how the gospel is just seen through marriage, man. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Right. I, talk. I can talk forever. I can talk forever about Sorry, I was just about to say the same thing. I could talk about marriage, relationships, love yeah. forever. I love love. <laughs> I love love. So I can talk yeah. about this forever. But I definitely um, learned a lot from you guys. And um, we appreciate you guys being on the podcast. Um, definitely took away a lot of nuggets, right? Yeah, yeah. Where can we find y'all at? What us? Social medias, podcasts, YouTube channels. Oh, cool. Shout out to YouTube, bro. Shout out to YouTube. I do have a YouTube page. Um, it's called Simply Wandelin, and I do little like, Simply Wanda. Simply Wandelin. Wandelin. Okay, my yeah. bad, my bad. And I do little devotionals, but like through like the lifestyle vlogging kind of vibe, and um, which is something that I find, you know, just a cool little hobby. My Instagram is um, Wandalyn Joassen or Wandalyn J. Mm-hmm. And my podcast is All of Life with Wandalyn. Um, but yeah, that's me. Yeah, I don't really got like <laughs> social media like that. I mean, I, not really. I mean, I created a page, but like, honestly, like, don't don't oh, even try to look for me. Our Facebook is Rochelle and Wonderland. <laughs> you can do that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You have like a four part um marriage, I think it's called, right? A four part marriage. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, four five, five, story. Five, yeah. five part. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. That was really good. So mm-hmm. y'all should check that out. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 So you know, uh Roscoe prayed us in to start it off uh off camera. But can you pray us out to end it, please, Wanda? Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, Lord, thank you, God, for this opportunity, Lord, to share your goodness through just the beautiful thing of marriage, God. We pray, Lord, that you were able to get the glory out of our stories, out of our conversation, God. And I pray, Lord, anybody who is hearing God, um, that you move in their hearts, Lord, in whatever way that you please to regarding this message of marriage, love, and um, the gospel, Lord. And I just thank you, Lord, that you just continue, Lord, to um, seek us and perfect us and love us in a way, Lord, that we can't even replicate, Lord. We thank you for your unconditional love, for your unconditional service to us and and the way that you just um, are so sacrificial, Lord, um, for just everything. Um, We thank you, Lord, and I pray, Lord, a blessing over this podcast, Lord. I thank you um, for just this great opportunity, Lord. I pray for, um, um, I pray for just this podcast again, Lord, and I thank you again. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right, man. Thank you, guys. I want to hear you coming. Nervous. Thank y'all, man. Thank y'all for joining us. Uh, like, share, subscribe, man. Yes. Tune in to see what we're talking about next week. Yeah. Bye.